0: So all through our lives, we find that we have to wait for different things to happen, don't we? Each day it might be that we wait for a bus or a train or for a member of the family to finish using the bathroom. (laughs) We might have to wait for an appointment with the doctor or the dentist or for a special letter to arrive in the post. What other things can we think of that we have to wait for? The bus, yeah? Yeah. sunshine Sunshine. we're waiting a while for that aren't we sorry the kettle to boil so yeah loads of things we have to wait for and most of us don't find it easy do we especially in this instant society where we can heat things up fast in the microwave and all the things we can do very fast that we hadn't used to but we tend to like things to happen when we want them to happen don't we and waiting can be really hard especially if what we're waiting for is life-changing After Jesus had been raised from the dead, he spent time with his disciples. And on one occasion, he promised his disciples a very special gift, but they had to wait for it. So we're going to have a reading Simon's going to bring us. See if you can listen carefully. See if you can spot what it is they had to wait for. It's a reminder from last week. There's your cheat sheet.
1: This reading is from Acts 1. Verses 4 to 5 and 8. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth.
0: So they had to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Yes, the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't tell his disciples when they'd be given this very special gift. He'd simply told them to wait, and that's what the disciples did. And after they'd seen Jesus taken up into heaven, the disciples went back to Jerusalem where they spent time praying as they waited. On the first day after Jesus had gone, nothing happened. On the second day, still nothing happened. On the third day, still nothing happened and the disciples waited and prayed. On the fourth and fifth day, still nothing happened. On the sixth, seventh, An eighth day, nothing happened, but the disciples carried on waiting and praying. On the ninth day, nothing happened. And then, on the tenth day, when the feast of Pentecost came, they were all standing together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. no one could tell where it came from it filled the whole building then like a wildfire the holy spirit spread through their ranks the disciples started speaking in a number of different languages as the spirit prompted them
2: praise
1: god
0: There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard, one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't, for the life of them, figure out what was going on, and kept saying, Aren't
2: these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues?
1: Amaphians, Medes, and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even
0: Cretans and Arabs. They're
2: speaking our languages, describing God's mighty words.
0: Their heads were spinning, they couldn't make head or tail of it. They talked back and forth, confused. <laughs> Peter stood up, and backed by the other eleven, spoke out with bold urgency.
2: Fellow Jews, these people aren't drunk, as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Joel announced, "Would happen in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters, your young men will see visions, your old men dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they'll prophesy." Are set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billowing smoke. The sun turning black and the moon blood red. Before the day of the Lord arrives. The day, tremendous and marvellous. And whoever calls out for help to me, God, will be saved.
0: Thank you.
1: Well done. Today's one of those readings that people dread, isn't it, with all the different names of places. I did want to tell someone they could just say, we're from all over the world. (laughs) My talk today's in two parts, so I don't get too excited when I sit down in five minutes. (laughs) Has anyone had breakfast this morning? Some of you? Morning tea or coffee? I missed mine, so uh, I brought my kettle, slash the church's kettle, so I'm just going to... uh, I assume you don't mind me having a cup of coffee during my sermon? No? Jesus had given his friends an important mission. We had that reading from Acts chapter 1 at the beginning, where he told them that he was going to, they were going to be his witnesses all over the world. And a couple of weeks ago, we heard about how Jesus in Matthew's gospel said, go and make disciples of all the world. And he promised to send them help. But that was days ago they have been waiting, one, two, three, as Susan said, up to 10 days. They were all gathered together in one place. It doesn't say that they were locked away this time, which is interesting. So they were still sort of gathered together, sort of out of the way. But it doesn't look like they were quite as afraid as maybe they had been before. But they were still definitely confused. What was going to happen? And then it began. Only what began can't really be described. Luke does his best. He said it was like the sound of a violent or a rushing wind, something that seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of their heads. Whenever I read that verse, I remember my chemistry teacher, who used to get very worried in chemistry lessons because most of us had hair gel. um, (laughs) And hair gel's very flammable. And so whenever we were doing something involving a Bunsen burner, he would get terrified when we'd be leaning over our desks to do something and the flames would be licking up. So it's not like their, their heads weren't actually on fire on that day when the Holy Spirit came. It was something like that, but not that. We don't really know. It was weird. It was something new, something special, and exactly what Jesus had promised that rushing wind. Wind is the same word as for spirit in Greek and in Hebrew. It was rushing in and it was anointing them, resting on them, filling them and beginning to change them. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never seen anything like that happen. Did it used to ha- did it happen here at Christchurch before? No? It's just the rushing- we've had a bit of rushing wind, perhaps, during COVID with the windows open, but I'm not sure I've seen tongues of fire I think we've probably run out of the building <laughs> if we saw tongues of fire appearing. But what I have had is a drink of cold water after a long hot walk. Have you ever had something like that where you've been just gasping for, for breath, it's too hot, you're, and you just a glass of cold water, it revives you, it refreshes you, it, you feel alive again. I think it was a bit like that. Because suddenly, Jesus' friends could do things they couldn't do before. We had a a wonderful array of different languages, didn't we, at the front here? I mean, that was fantastic. At least I assume they were speaking in real languages. I, I didn't really understand that he could have said anything. They could speak in other languages that other people could understand. They were filled with courage, and instead of being hidden away in the room anymore, they ran out onto the streets, and they started telling people about Jesus they started doing exactly what Jesus had told them to do, to be his witnesses. Interestingly, they were being his witnesses to people from all over the world. But one day, they would go all over the world. Then Peter stood up. Wonderful Peter. Peter stood up, and he preached a message to that gathering crowd. A crowd that we find out later was huge, because at least 3,000 of them became Christians that day. At least 3,000 people put their trust in Jesus that day. Wish I could preach and that happen. Let's see how my uh, coffee's going on. This kettle takes a long time to boil, doesn't it? Oh dear. There's a bit of a problem there. (laughs) The kettle didn't work. Can anyone guess why the kettle didn't work? wasn't plugged in. This kettle... Can't do the thing it was made to do without the electricity it needs. Without the Holy Spirit, we are like a kettle without electricity. We can't do the things we were made to do. We can't be the people God is calling us to be. The disciples could never have done what they did without the Holy Spirit. All the Father does, He does by the Spirit. In the Spirit, through the Spirit. He enables us to trust God. Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. He helps us to follow Jesus. He gives us gifts so we can do what God is calling us to do. He speaks through the Bible and teaches us God's best way to live. He assures us of our Father's love. Reminds us of God's promises. Brings us God's peace. He convicts us of our sin, not so we feel bad, but so we say sorry and receive forgiveness. The Spirit brings the life of Jesus into our life so we can be children of our Heavenly Father. Without Him, we are stuck in our old life. With Him, we are made new. Do you see why we need Him so much? Now, being, the thing about being filled with the Spirit is... It's like filling up a car with petrol, only much cheaper. It's like breathing. It's like watering a plant, something I'm not very good at. They tend to die in our house unless Jess is looking after them. It needs to happen again and again. The coming of the Spirit at Pentecost wasn't a once only thing for those 11 men. Praise the Lord! The Bible says, go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Michael Green said once, because we leak. We leak. We like leaky pots, so we have to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. But we also need to ask for the Holy Spirit, because when he comes, it hurts. So sometimes we shy away. We prefer comfortable ignorance to the piercing truth of the Word and the Spirit. Like fire, the Holy Spirit brings warmth and light. I say, I wish I'd brought a coat with me this morning to church. But like a consuming fire, he burns away our sin and our pride, and that can hurt. Like a mirror, he shows us the truth about our sin and our broken and rebellious hearts. But he also shows us how he is transforming us to be more like Jesus. That can hurt, but it is good. It is good. We are none of us born as God wants us to be. He calls us to change. We all need to be healed, to be renewed. And that can only happen by the Holy Spirit at work within us. It can hurt, but it is good. Because bit by bit, he is transforming us to be the people God is calling us to be. Friends, I don't want to be stuck as birth Ben. (laughs) I don't want to be birth Ben all my life. I want to be born again Ben. I want to be made new. I want to be transformed every single day by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to be more like Jesus tomorrow than yesterday. That only happens... By the power of the Holy Spirit, transforming and renewing us from the inside out. So I've got a little prayer for us to use. I wonder if you'd be willing to pray this every day. It's not very many words. It goes like this. Come Holy Spirit, be poured out on me, fill me, and make me new. Come Holy Spirit, be poured out on me, fill me, and make me new. It's not a particularly complicated prayer. But it's a prayer that can be the start of something very special. Those 11 men in that house were filled with the Holy Spirit. And because of them, we are here today, 2,000 years later. That is the miracle of God changing us into the people he's calling us to be. So I'd like you to stand. Stand. We're going to pray that prayer, and then we'll carry on with the service. Come, Holy Spirit. Be poured out on us. Fill us and make us new. I'm going to say the prayer in the singular using me, and if you want to echo that in your heart, please do. Come, Holy Spirit, be poured out on me, fill me, and make me new. Amen.